There are people referred to be ordinary. These are people the devil has robbed of their dignity and true worth of their life. They are fearful. They are sick. They all sit in darkness, hopeless and in despair. Against this backdrop, the word of the Lord came to his servant, Reverend Norbert Okonji, saying, Go raise a people called ordinary and bring them to an extraordinary place in life through the undiluted word of God. Gather your friends and loved ones. Let everyone know that Reverend Norbert is right on earth. And when he begins to manifest, he doesn't manifest ordinary things. He manifests things that is that is unusual. Things that people see and they say, wow. Things that people look at and they say, cannot be true. That is why it is called signs and wonders. Things that people will wonder at. They are all traceable to the Holy Ghost at work in your life. So please, I'd like you to listen to me carefully this evening. You need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. All of us need the Holy Ghost. If we can do, if we must do great work for God. We don't assume we have the Holy Spirit. We must make sure that we have the Holy Spirit. It is very, very important. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So today, we are looking at how we can get connected into that realm of manifestation. You see, Zechariah said something in Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6. I, let me add that scripture to what I just told you before we go to the next point. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6. Zechariah 4 verse 6. Zechariah said something from the Old Testament but it became something very powerful. Now, look at what Zechariah said. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. So let us hear what God is saying. The next statement was made by God, not by the prophet. Look at what God said. Saying, Not by might, not by, not by power, but what? But what? My spirit says who? The Lord of hosts. You can't do great things in this kingdom without the assistance of the Holy Spirit. It can't be by might. It can't be by power. It has to be by the Spirit of God. In Genesis chapter 1 verses 2, we were told in chapter 1 verses 1 that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Then in chapter in verse 2, the Bible said, the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Then what happened? The spirit of the Lord moved. God created. Then there was emptiness. There was darkness. There was an obstacle. There was a problem. There was something that was not good enough for creation to continue. At that spot, that was when the Holy Ghost came, introduced himself. And the earth was without form, no shape, and void, empty, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So the Holy Ghost is an active spirit. It's a spirit that manifests signs. The Holy Ghost is not a gentle dove. The Holy Ghost is always where things happen. And anywhere he enters, things must happen. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. The Bible where we read before from um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he said, Betty manifestation. The Holy Ghost manifests the power of God. Anywhere he's stepping, you can feel God's power and presence. He is God at work. Amen. He is God at work. So let's, let, let, let's I hope that is taken down now. Let, let, let's look at the next point as I am ready to take you to just about two or three points more. But I want us to pray tonight. Somebody will go home with new fire, Amen. new power 
It changed personalities living here today in the name of Jesus. Now, look at another point I want you to take. Jesus himself operated majorly in the realms of miracles by the Holy Spirit. This is important so that if we say looking up to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, according to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 2, sorry, Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2, what it means is that we should copy from Jesus how he achieved his ministry success. Let me show you one of the secrets of Jesus. Even Jesus, when he put on flesh and lived on earth, he needed the Holy Spirit to function. In fact, he functioned with the Holy Ghost. Here we are asked to look unto him. So I want to show you two things or two scriptures. Luke chapter 4 verse 14. Luke 4 14. Are we there now? And Jesus returned the power of the Spirit into Galilee. Can you see that Spirit there? In the power of the Spirit. Not the Spirit of anything. Can we see capital letter there in the New Testament now? So he's talking about the Spirit of God. Jesus, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. Take us to verse 18 of the same place. So in 14, he went out. His fame went when he went with the Spirit. In verse 18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Jesus now started announcing himself to the people. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. If your message must be effective, it has to be engineered by the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you are a talker or an empty classroom teacher. What changes you from just a classroom teacher to a preacher is the presence of the Holy Ghost. What makes your word convince people and change people and turn people around and bring people to God is because you have the Holy Spirit upon you. Jesus said because the people were beginning to wonder about Jesus. In 14, his fame went abroad. Something about this Jesus that is bringing wave everywhere. People go to Asheke, you hear him. You go to Bogonogo, everywhere. This guy's fame was everywhere. So people were beginning to ask questions. Jesus already knew what was in their mind by the reason of the fame that projected after him. Now Jesus said to them by himself, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Stop looking at me like just the carpenter's son that you know. I have something that is upon me right now and because the spirit of God has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor anointing is not going to work without the Holy Spirit ordinary oil will not change anything it is the impartation of the spirit upon a soul that determines the power that flows from the man is somebody hearing me so for you to be called an anointed singer for you to be called an anointed preacher for you to be called an anointed anointed businessman you need the Holy Ghost presence in your life nobody anoints like the Holy Ghost the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me you may not see the oil but this Holy Ghost has anointed me what can I say more to this what is anointing so many church people think when we talk about anointing it's talking about when they carry olive oil and pour on your head no it's way beyond that anointing the word anointing means empowerment it means to be empowered to function empowerment for function to be empowerment to be empowered to function to become an empowered humanity to become somebody that has extra power to have power to function in a certain place like a preacher who is anointed he has the capacity from God he has been empowered to talk and things happen he has been empowered to talk and souls are saved he has been 
been empowered to talk and people repent. He has been empowered to talk and people find direction. When the anointing of God is upon that man, his words are more than advice. His words are more than teaching. They come with power and conviction because the man has been anointed. When a singer is anointed, she doesn't entertain. She doesn't sing to sell voice. She sings to minister. When she sings, you feel something more than her voice. Something gets into your soul. There is a conviction in your heart. There is a melting of your soul. There's something that draws you to God. That thing is proceeding from that singer because the singer is possessed with the Holy Ghost. I am taking you somewhere tonight and I want you to get this. He has anointed me to preach the good tidings. Take us there again. He has anointed to preach the good tidings to the poor. So the Holy Ghost is the one who anoints us to preach to poor people until poverty is no longer in their life. Now let's go on with that. Let's go on. The book of Luke chapter 4 verse 18. I want to see that scripture again. Now he anoints us to preach to the poor. He has also empowered us to set the captives free. Look at that. To heal the brokenhearted, to deliver the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. You see, these things are not, cannot be achieved by might, cannot be achieved by power. They can only be achieved by my spirit, says the Lord. So my question I ask you is, do you have the Holy Spirit? Have you really had an encounter with the Holy Spirit? Glory be to God. There's another point I want us to get here concerning Jesus. So his ministry became so powerful. We could see him healing blind eyes, raising the dead, doing all manner of miracles because we have seen the secret. He told us by himself that the spirit of the Lord is upon him. So what are you waiting for to get the Holy Spirit? You say you want to do sign. You are praying, God use me. Let the blind eye see. God use me. Let miracles happen. This simple. The answer to your prayer is very simple. Get the Holy Spirit. Number two, under that, uh, under that Jesus ministry, Luke, uh, Matthew chapter 12 verse 28. Matthew 12:28 Matthew 12:28 Are we there now? But if I cast out devils by the spirit. So how do Jesus cast out devil? By the spirit. Can you see the spirit there capital letter again. Jesus here they were accusing him but Jesus was trying to send a message to us. If I, but if I cast out devils by the spirit of God. So he takes the spirit of God to cast out devils. Then the kingdom of God is come unto you. If I cast out devils by the spirit of God. You will continue to struggle with demons until you get the Holy Ghost. There are devils in your father's house that need to check out. I'm telling you the truth. And you need that's why you need the Holy Ghost. There are ancient devils that have not changed their mind. <laughs> They've not changed their mind. They kept people in poverty for the past 300 years in your lineage. And they are not ready to change their mind because there is a covenant that is holding that poverty. But there is a way to deal with that devil. It's by the Spirit of God. Is by the Spirit of God. There are devils that torment people. Recently, one of my one of my daughters referred somebody to me for counseling and prayer. And while we were talking, the young lady began to cry. And I said, why are you crying? He said, the devil has dealt with me. I said, calm down. 
you are sitting before God and your solution, you will get your way out. And she said something very striking. This world where we did things, they happen. There are some devils that are very stubborn. The only way you can match them is for you to have the Holy Spirit. A young lady of her age suffering from the molestation of what they call that spirit husband. And she said, one of the days there was a time the thing was like, you know, many people, they encounter that in like dream. For many, that's how they see it. It just come like a dream. But her own graduated to the point that one evening she was sleeping. And the spirit husband walked in bodily in the room where she was sleeping. So she thought it was a dream. And before you know it, she was like somebody, you know when they press you at night, she was feeling that kind of press as if they are pressing her. She was trying to shout, lift up her voice and say, ah, Jesus, what am I seeing? But as the spirit husband was approaching, she was feeling depressed. She couldn't lift her voice. And the demon slept with her, messed her up, and he said, it was when the man now stood up from her that she knew she was not dreaming. As the man was coming down, she too was coming down from the bed, she was seeing the man face to face life. Until the man walked through the wall and left. Life. She put on her light. It was not dream. She said to confirm whether it was dream or not, she had to go outside and ask a neighbor, are we in the dream or we are in life? <laughs> you know, you get what you go see for life. Fear go enter your body. Are we in the dream or real life? The neighbor thought, what, what did they worry you? Now, funny enough, it was not even at night this time. Make she take siesta. Not, normally, she they dream them for night. So she was telling me, say, it is even possible that the ones where she they dream for night may not, may not be dream. Because when she opened her eyes, maybe it will be dark. This one, afternoon, make I rest my head. This man appeared. If I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, there is nobody that can check certain demons out without him first being possessed of the Holy Ghost. I am telling you the truth. The reason why we struggle with some spirit is because we are empty of the spirit we need to carry. You can't cast that spirit if you don't have his spirit. You need the Holy Spirit to deal with other spirits. The spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to set at liberty them that are bruised. You see, he is on, he is on me to do these mighty works. That means remove him. I cannot set anybody free. Remove him. The blind will remain blind. Remove him. The poor will stay poor. Remove him. Nothing will change around men. God is looking up to you to correct the structures in your family that are almost becoming a permanent structure. There are structures in that family that is not palatable, but it's almost becoming a permanent structure in your family. God is looking up to you to do something about it. And one way you can deal with that issue is first of all by being empowered by the Holy Spirit. Jesus moved in the power of the Spirit and his fame went abroad. Point number three, as I get ready for us to pray. Point number three, and it's very important, we take note of this. The apostles manifested power for miracles by the Holy Ghost. There is a book in the Bible called the Acts of the Apostles. 
Do you know why they called that book the Acts of the Apostles? It was where they recorded the, the miracles, the signs and the wonders that the apostles of Jesus did after his departure. That book was written by Luke, but they didn't write it as the book of Luke. They call it the book of the Acts of the Apostles because there, there was too much demonstration of power. In that book, you will see the power of God at work you know why? In chapter 1 of that book, verse 8, Jesus told them, you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. That was chapter 1. And he gave them the promise and ascended. So after the ascension, these people actually waited because he told them to tarry in Jerusalem. They should wait. But that they will receive power. When they wait, that the power of God will come upon them. When the Holy Ghost, look at that. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. There is no genuine power outside the Holy Ghost. Jesus is telling them, if you like, you pray from here till next year. If the Holy Ghost don't come, you won't manifest anything. In fact, you will endanger your life. So, tarry in Jerusalem. Don't move. They will kill you if you go out. Stay here until you are endued with power. And the power will not come because you have been here. The power will come when the Holy Ghost comes. Because Jesus told them initially in the book of John that it is expedient that I go. That if I don't go, the comforter will not come. There must be an exchange of baton. I must give the baton back to the Spirit so that the be a manifestation of my message through you that you have to wait until the Holy Ghost come and it is when he comes that you will experience the real power the things I do you shall do and greater things you shall do but the secret is that the power to do it comes from the Holy Ghost he didn't tell them any other condition he said power comes after the Holy Ghost has come pastors today some churches today the way we abuse the things of God one of my pastor friends went to a ministry in Benin to serve, to work he graduated from the Assemblies of God Church Bible School, after three years of Bible college he decided to go and work he was not of the assemblies. He just said, let me try another church and serve. So he went to a church in Benin. And after he was introduced, they told him that they would pray for him before he start manifesting, before he start working in their church. They would pray for him at midnight. He's going to go out with one of the bishops. He said, no problem. That's why I'm here. Midnight prayer, very good prayer. And they now took him. They told him to wait for to come to the church he was in the church when it was 11 12 they told him to pull his slippers he pulled his slippers pull your shirt he pulled shirt he was wearing only boxers let's go where are we going to follow don't ask question he followed he followed left the church compound far away from the church compound with bare feet no shirt they took him to burial ground they said you have to stand here you want to be a pastor, you need power. So we came here to initiate you into power. That's not what we are talking about. That's nonsense power. That's what we, the Bible called necromancy. Power, seeking power from the dead. People who go to graveyard to collect power, they practice what the Bible called necromancy. And nothing empowers necromancy like familiar spirit, which is equal to witchcraftcy. So they carry the pastor there. And they... The pastor being that he went to a sound Bible school. He said, I don't understand this one. They brought native chalk. They brought it. The man said, I don't understand this one. They said, oh, yeah, close your eye. You will have a visitation here. The power you need to walk will just enter you here. The man said, I should close eye. He said, yes. He said, okay. And what else will I do? They said, after the, you will see something like somebody will walk inside you. After this, this, put your hand in this water. Do, do, do. As they were talking, the man just turned. On your man's set. <laughs> the man flee for his life. They were calling him. He was not looking back. He ran with his bare feet. 
He made sure he got to the church before them, collected his clothes, ran. He didn't sleep around that area that night. Ran for his dear life and came back to Ibuzo. Said, I'll not do it again. I'd rather do a kind of walk than go do that kind of pastor walk. Today, many people are adulterating power. They tell you, say, you go do this one, you go do this, you go do this, may you forget power. That is a lie. Jesus said there is only one way you can manifest power. And that is when the Holy Ghost come upon you. It is when the Holy Ghost come upon you, the word of God you have been reading comes alive. The message you have been receiving inside of you can demonstrate it. The power of God comes through the Holy Ghost. Not for you to seek one spirit. Some of them now will go to shrine. They want to do pastor work. They first of all visit the shrine. What nonsense. Why not just serve in that shrine and know you are working in the shrine? You go to shrine, collect power, come to pulpit. Find native man of God. <laughs> you see your titles with native man of God. Because you are native doctor in one way. And um, man of God in their eyes. But in reality, there is some other power you have. And I can say this. Many people do this out of ignorance. Many people do this out of, um, of uh, uh, ambition. But majorly out of ignorance. Because if you know that you will receive power, that serving God entitles you to power when you receive the Holy Spirit, why go and exchange your life in a shrine? Why go and mortgage your destiny? Why? Why do all those ordinances that will implicate your life? Why go to Three Road Junction and kill a life goat and pour the blood because you want to do ministry? Is that what the Bible said? What are you doing with tortoise? What are you doing with bats? What are you doing with birds? Those things are witchcrafty. They are not the pattern of the Bible. Jesus said, wait, just calm down, wait. This power you are looking for, you will have it. You know why? Remember we read before now that Jesus himself manifested with the power of the Holy Ghost. So he knew that before now, before that, around his time, while he was here, he was the only one who was kind of the Holy Ghost. But he had to die first because he was the only begotten son of God who is entitled to the Holy Ghost. But his death and resurrection makes us sons of God as many who believe. Now that we are believers, we are now sons. And because we are sons, we are entitled to this, the Spirit of God. So he told them, wait, because I'm going to die. I'm going to pay the price. I will go. If I go, he will come. I will go. His going means he will die and rise again. And when he when that is done, then the Holy Ghost will descend upon you because in John chapter 1 verse 12, he said as many that receive him to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. There is this power that we carry that make them call us sons of God. We are not sons of God because we are in church. We are not sons of God just because we have Bibles. We are not sons of God just because we belong to a group in the church. Every son of God is known by what he displays and the Bible call it power there is this power we receive just to manifest our sonship no wonder the Bible said the apostle Paul talking in the book of Romans in the book of Romans chapter 8 he said the, the, the endless expectation of the creature awaits the manifestation of the sons of God every son of God should be manifesting God by the Holy Ghost So Jesus said, wait, this power will come upon you when the Holy Ghost comes. And you will be my witnesses everywhere. And you know, funny enough, this is one of the churches who don't believe in miracles, who don't believe in power, who don't believe in this, who don't believe the Holy Ghost. They call themselves witness. I hope I didn't call name. <laughs> but then, what are you witnessing where you cannot witness God? Do you know what it means to witness something? Or witness somebody? It means my eyes see him, And I can prove it. I'm a witness. I was there when it happened. How are you? How am I sure? Thank God for the days of phone. Phone is helping us to be better witnesses now. Two people might be fighting now as a witness so that they will not argue too much. You just carry your phone. So when the matter strong, say, oh God, I'm a witness. Say, hey, are you sure? I was there. Look, I even have the video clip. And you play the video. 
They say, oh, that's a witness. So these apostles were witnesses indeed. Not witness and carrying Bible and bag from door to door. They were opening blind eyes the way Jesus opened the blind eyes. They were casting out devils. Who is a witness? Somebody who say, I see what he do and I can prove it. So they were proving the power of God. They were the true witness of God. We are supposed to be witnesses of Jesus on earth. But we can only be that when we allow the Holy Ghost into our life. I know this message is, is supposed to be a series. But let's just take this for now. It's very important. Now let's look at the Acts of Apostles chapter 4, 29 to 31. Acts chapter 4, 29 to 31. Then Acts 5, 12. Then Romans 15, 19. If you're writing, write down Acts 4, 29 to 31. Acts 5 verse 12, Romans 15, 19. Media, help us with one of the scriptures. Let's go. Acts 4, 29. Look at this. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servant that with, grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. Go on. 30. By stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the Holy Child. To the next verse. 31. Are we there now? And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with what? Boldness. It was their prayer in 29. In 31, it became a reality. They prayed that God would give them boldness. In 31, the place was charged with the power of the Holy Spirit. And as the Holy Ghost came down, they spoke with boldness. Their fear disappeared. Do you know that when you live in fear too much, it is an indication that you need the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, one of the signs that the Holy Ghost has entered you is unusual boldness. Ruggedity of the Spirit. That is, there is this boldness you know is not normal. You know that you don't have it, but it's there. Unusual boldness. Unusual boldness. unusual boldness and they prayed and the place was shaking where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost that's the key when the Holy Ghost came upon them they speak the word with boldness in the book of first Timothy I think that's um, chapter 1 verse 7 is their first testimony or second Timothy he said God has not given us the spirit of fear so fear is a spirit but he has given unto us the spirit of love power and of sound mind so the Holy Ghost is that spirit that gives us love to love God and our neighbors is the spirit that gives us power and is the spirit that gives us sound mind. Hello. What do you mean by sound mind, pastor? Sound mind is another word for intelligence. Excellence in performance. I am about to lead us into prayer, but I want us to see how heavy and how great it is for us to have the Holy Spirit. It is not just for us to preach. Oh my God. It is not just for us to cast out devils. Because some of you now will say, uh, well, this message, mm, I like it too, but it's for pastors. You know me, I'm not a pastor. Uh, I'm a businessman. Um, I don't think he's talking about me. 
if, if, if I was a pastor today, today I will, I will receive the Holy Ghost. So. Let's, let's go to that scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. Please put that on the screen. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. 2 Timothy 1 7. I want to see that. No, go back to the King James first. I want us to get it from the raw fire. Then we continue. We can expand it. For God had not given us the spirit of fear. So whenever you are operating in fear, fear of whatever, there is a spirit at work against you. The fear of a thing is stronger than the thing. Are you with me? The fear of a thing will make the thing to conquer you. Anything you fear, you are under. Anybody you fear, you hardly defeat. So fear is a spirit that conquers the mind before the man attempts. Are we still together? Some people cannot venture into business, not because they don't have capital or they will not get support, but they are afraid. We saw that man in the book of um, Matthew 25. He said, he said, I was afraid and I buried the talent. There are people who have good gift, good talent that would have been famous today. But fear will not let them mount the stage. They know what to do. They know what to offer. But they don't have the boldness to approach it. So fear is a spirit on its own. And one of the things the Holy Spirit does is to subdue your own fear and introduce boldness. We have seen that in the book of Acts. They prayed until they were endued with boldness and they spoke the word without fear. Can we see that? The Holy Ghost. And they speak the word of God with boldness. So when the Holy Ghost just comes into your life, it gives you boldness. If you're a preacher, boldness to preach. If you're a singer, boldness to sing. If you're a businessman, boldness to venture. Do you know the difference between great and small people? Small people fear big things. Great people take advantage of big things. That's just by the way. But it's, import, it's important. Take us back to first, Second Timothy 1.7. It's important. It's important. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Can you see that? There's a semicolon there. Then it's a bet of power. So talking about spirit, that the spirit that we receive from God, that the spirit that we have for following God is the spirit of power. I told you here before now, what is power? The word power in the New Testament was taken from two, two, there are two types of power. I, 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 I explained to you the other time. One of them is called dunamis. The other one is called exousia. Now, dunamis is your ability to cause change. The word dunamis was taken from that word dynamite. Do you know dynamite is bomb and explosive that they used to scatter rocks. If there is a mountain here and government wants to put buildings there, they will go and get dynamite. Dynamite explode and it cracks rocks into pieces. What God gave you in your heart is the ability to confront situation and crack them into pieces. You don't have fear inside you when the Holy Ghost comes inside you. You have dunamis inside you. What people run from you run to. What chase others will see you and run. That is the Holy Ghost manifestation in you. This is why you don't compromise whether you have the Holy Ghost or not. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you are robbing yourself of more than what you know. Because when we talk about Holy Ghost in church, people say it's for pastors and ministers, and Holy Ghost, on the pastor. No! You as a believer, you need the Holy Ghost. As a politician, who don't want to die before your time? Who want to be a different politician and don't want to put your hand serving idols? What you need is the Holy Ghost.
we had a testimony in Dunamis Church in Abuja. Wow, a one, um, one, one young guy from that church with some boys, they were paraded by headsmen. And the headsmen lined them up naked and opened fire against these children. They shot. Gun did not penetrate these guys. They, in fact, their gun stopped working. Their gun stopped working. The first set of people they carried, they succeeded. But this boy, they noticed that the moment they brought this boy into the equation, they could not operate. They tried everything until they released this boy. Do you know that the Fulani Hesman leader later went to look for the boy and said, What, where you they do juju make you take me go there? After bailing the boy, he went to look for the boy. He said, We are friends now, but just take me to that place you do that charm. Because as soon as that boy left, all their rifles began to work. But while the boy was there, all the rifles failed. And the boy told the man, It's Jesus. He said, Leave that and I know. I know so you're a church boy, but tell me that juju what you do will make our gun not work. The full animal followed the boy up. He said, I, whatever it is, so long you are telling me the truth, I will follow that in. Did he know he was going to meet, meet his men? Do you know what life is going to give to you? Do you know the challenge you are going to face tomorrow? I don't want the Holy Ghost. I beg. Um, um, coming to church is enough for me. No! It's not enough. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. He has given unto us the spirit of power. The spirit of power, take us there again. And the next one, the spirit of sound mind. What is sound mind? Intelligent brain. Excellence, sound mind. Hmm. Everybody look at the screen. Can we see that now? For God had not given us what? The spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I said before now, he gives us love to love God. He gives us love to love our neighbors as ourselves. And above all, he's also giving us sound mind, intelligence. Do you know that when Daniel was in Babylon, this was who Daniel was. That the king Darius' wife told, Daniel, uh, told the king, he said, there is one man called Daniel in this kingdom. He has the spirit of the Holy Ghost on him. He has the spirit of excellence. My husband, humble yourself and consult this stranger. Though he's a stranger, but what he knows is too much. Were you aware that in Babylon, there was a time, there was a handwriting on the wall. All the magician could not interpret the handwriting. When the Holy Ghost is upon you, you have capacity and ability to interpret things that other men cannot interpret. Sound mind. Take us to the Amplified version of that scripture. Sound mind means a sharp brain, intelligence, whether in business, in politics, in ministry, wherever you are, when you carry the Holy Ghost, you are always ahead. It gives you sound mind. Now, let's look at the, the, the Amplified version. Can we look at this now? For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craving and cringing and fawning fear. You see how the Bible defined this fear. Cowardice. Hey, oh, oh, the one came here. Foul, foul. I don't know who get foul. Wake up from my kitchen. Nobody they train foul for this company. Watch your blood of Jesus. Cowardice. There's this kind of boldness you have. You will carry the foul and fling the foul outside your fence. Get out of this place. Whoever sent you, I send you back to the person. But when you fear cockroach and start doing three days fasting because cockroach appear from your wardrobe, you are in trouble. He said God did not give us such a spirit of timidity. Another word I want you to get here from here is timidity. Some of you are too timid even to stand before your mates. It is not a sign of the spirit. Do you know that the disciples of Jesus didn't go to school? They were not graduates. But the Bible says when you hear them speak, they know they have been with Jesus. Their boldness gave them a qualification that nobody had. There is a kind of boldness the Holy Ghost gives to you. You get more qualified than those who have BSc and an, MS, an MSc or whatever they have. Okay, let's go on. But he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of calm and well-balanced mind. Hey! Calm and well-balanced mind. Ubolo. 
and, dis and discipline and self-control. Take us to the message version. I just want to show you this. I'm, as we are getting ready to pray. You need the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm trying to tell you. There's a spirit that makes the difference in man. God doesn't want us to be shy with his gifts, but bold and loving and sensible. God doesn't want us to be shy with his gift, but bold and loving and sensible. Get sense. It takes the Holy Ghost to manifest through sense. New Living Translation. I just want to finish this for you. I want you to see, I want you to just see how powerful this scripture is. But the point is, get the spirit. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Power, love, self-discipline. The 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 other versions say, well-balanced mind. So when next you hear about the Holy Spirit, don't think of only speaking in tongue. Then the Holy Spirit, eh? No, 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 no. That is just the sign that the Holy Spirit is in you. That's an evidence. But that's not all he offers. That's just one out of many things. He gives you a balanced mind. He gives you boldness. He gives you power. Real power. Power. A courtist called a young pastor, unmarried, very young man. The guy was still in his university days. The courtist was terrorizing the whole of that area. But in the midst of all his wickedness, he knew that pastor. So one day he said they should go and call the pastor. His boys went. There were about 20 of them that went because they are, you know those kind of people now? It's a bit mumu. So they went. Hey, pastor. Bro, say one see you. Bro, say one see you. He said, tell him I'm coming. When I'm ready, I will come. So the man of God didn't know why the man was looking for him. But he had to prepare himself before he went. He locked himself inside the room and started speaking in tongue. According to Joshua Talina, he will say he spoke in tongue in capital letters. <laughs> so he entered and started speaking in tongue in capital letters. He did that for like one hour. Then he left the room and went to the man's house. Knocked at the gate, they opened the door. All the Agbero boys forming PA, when they led him to the parlor, the man said, please, can all of you leave us? And they left him. The man said, there's something about you I want to know. I said, I don't understand. He said, you will not need to understand, but you must tell me who you are. Both of us live in this same street. But I'm yet to know you. I belong to a society that can read the destiny of everybody. He said, as I'm in this my house, I know what is happening in this house. I know what is happening in that house. When I go, we we'll go to our meeting, we study families, we know the ones to strike, we know the ones to leave. But why is it that your house is blank? Why can't we see you? Why can't we know you? And he said, you are the only person who spoils my work that I never thought of fighting back. He said, oh, God, I don't spoil your work. How do I, I fight? What did I do to you? He said, every time you stand up in the night and start doing that, you are doing. He said, first of all, I lock my door where I have my temple. Number two, everything in my temple that I stand like this, I put them down. Because if I don't manage to put them down, they will fall by themselves. Your house is there, but you, any time you are doing that in spoil what is my house? So tell me, how do you do this thing? The man laughed. He said, give your life to you. He said, no, 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 don't talk about give your life to Jesus. These people, they go to church. This one, they go to church. This one, they go to church. I they attack them, I they strike them. Tell me what you they do. The young man laughed. 
He said, it's more than church. I have God inside me. I carry God. The man said, can somebody carry God? He said, yes. How can you carry God? He said, when you carry the spirit of God. I am a carrier of God. He said, so as you are seated here, you carry God. He said, I carry him. He said, I'm not doubting you, but can you prove it? He said, I will show you in the next five minutes. When we are done discussing, you will see my God. So they started talking another thing. Finally, they finished talking. The man said, Pastor, sister, can I go now? He said, yes, you are free. You are free. So the pastor stood. He said, before I forget, sir, I wanted to show you my God that I carry. He said, hey, yes. So where is he? Where did you put him? <laughs> and the man said, sir, let's pray. The man said, okay, you know, sir, I know they go to church. But anyhow, if that's the way you want to show me your God, I am watching. Start praying. Make a look. I want to see whether your God go from come. And the guy lifted up his hand and gave thanks to God. And two minutes into his prayer, he started speaking in tongue again. The power hit this man. He began to scatter in power. Only in the fall, they stand up. The fall, they stand up. The pastor said, Are you, I hope you're okay. He said, I'm not okay. Bro. I'm not okay. <laughs> He's shaking my leg. He's shaking my leg. I'm not okay. Wait, the thing is moving my leg. The pastor said, okay, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. pastor now did the worst. He was trying to go and help him. As he hold on, the fire entered. Hey, hey. The wife had to run inside the parlor. What is happening? The man, they run up and down for the parlor. The, the pastor said, hey, Madam, no, don't worry. I'm just, I'm just praying for your husband. He said, are you sure you are praying for my husband? This is my husband. What did you do with my husband? Hey, honey, honey, as the woman touched the man, bah, the thing carried the woman. They saw God. Next Sunday, him and the wife and children joined the pastor's church. As at when the pastor was sharing the testimony, he was an usher in church. We need to show the word the God we carry. We cannot show what we don't have. We need to carry him before we deposit him somewhere. Is somebody hearing me now? And the only way to be a God carrier is to know the Holy Spirit. You don't carry him by assumption. You carry him by, you know, reality. Can, can I say this before we pray? Do you know why a witch can oppress his neighbor? Are you aware that our two sisters can be born from the same father and mother, but one is a witch, one is innocent? And the one that is a witch can be, be sucking the other one's blood, can be fingering that girl at night. The question you ask is, how is she doing it? There is a spirit inside a witch. Witchcraftcy is not the person you see, it's the spirit inside the person. So when that spirit rises, you are sleeping, her spirit will leave her body. She goes to meeting. She operates. She can sit down and imagine evil and the thing will hit you. Because it is no longer her. You may know her as your sister, but there is something inside her that you don't know. And that is the witchcraft that makes her different. And when you see an occultic man that practice astrology, or that, that practice, yes, astrology, or that those men who travel, who do soul travel, they lie down at night or even in the day, they are spirit leave their body and they can leave Ibuzo to Lagos and enter places and find out secrets and come back and document them because there is a spirit inside this man that gives him the access to travel. Those who practice sorcery, witchcraft and all kinds of wickedness they achieve these things by specific spirits but those who practice power can only do that by the Holy Spirit. Samson was like anybody. But there was a spirit inside Samson that people don't know. The Holy Spirit, once in a while, he would just activate his power in Samson. The Bible said, and when they gathered against Samson, and they told him, when he went to one of the prostitutes' house, and the villagers gathered, they knew that Samson was there. They gathered, and they were like, we will kill this man today. When Samson heard of them, the Bible says he shook his body. 
and the spirit of God, read your Bible, the spirit of God came upon him. Nobody ever did exploit in the Bible without the Holy Spirit. The spirit of God came upon Samson and Samson pulled the city gate with his hand. Do you know what they call city gate? Not the gate to the person's house. Gate that leads to an entire city. Can you imagine how many rocks or concrete that would have been invested there? He pulled it with his hand, one side with one hand, the other side with one hand, and moved the gate. When 5,000 men attacked Samson, the Spirit of God came upon him. He used the jawbone of an axe to kill 5,000 men. Those who carry cutlass and stick with their punches, they couldn't touch one man because he had the Holy Ghost. He consumed 5,000 men. That same boy saw a lion attack him, caught a lion like a teddy bear, tore the lion into two because he had the Holy Ghost. Who knows what you can do if you allow the Holy Ghost come on you? Who knows how far you can go in life? Who knows the mountains you can pull down and the enemies you can chase if you allow the Holy Ghost tonight? That's what is missing in the school of power. If you have not experienced power, simple, you can get power when the Holy Ghost comes. It is, I've explained a lot about him tonight. It's not just for pastors, it's for everybody. If you must manifest your sonship in this kingdom, you can't do it without the Holy Ghost. For in the last days, I will pour my spirit upon our flesh. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Can we rise on our feet this evening? The Holy Spirit is an exceptional reserve for believers. If not, unbelievers would have been grabbing him to do evil. But without Jesus, you can't have the Holy Spirit. It's very simple to have the Holy Spirit. Number one, have Jesus. Let him into your heart. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. He is the one that gives us the Holy Spirit. He said, we go and the Comforter will come. In the book of Luke chapter 11 he said how much more would my father not give you Holy Spirit who, who desire him the Holy Spirit is given when we first of all give our life to Christ then number two we don't just assume he has been given to us we ask for him we desire him not just desire, we ask, Holy Spirit, come into my life. And when we do that in faith, He comes in. And we will notice it by number one, change of desire. From the desire of sinfulness and the desire of the old life, the old man, you start having a desire to do better things desire desire you might not be the type that can pray very well but suddenly you start noticing a desire to pray even when you cannot pray but that desire is there it is an evidence that the holy ghost have come suddenly you start having a desire to open bible to read but you couldn't do it before suddenly your desire to go to church increases wow good news the holy ghost has come the moment you get the desire then you work on yourself to keep the relationship Wake up in the morning and just let him know that you are aware that he's there. Good morning, Holy Spirit. I appreciate you in my life. Guide me, Holy Spirit. Open my eyes. Direct my heart. Speak to me. Speak through me. Direct my business. The more you commit yourself to him daily like that, Gradually, you are forming intimacy and you are about to shake your world. I will make my heart your dwelling. 
Lane place I will build your throne in my desire tonight I have a friend who couldn't read or write his mates he was supposed to be in SS1 his mates were doing better than him they got him a private teacher the teacher couldn't help him the father beat him severally but my friend couldn't cope then the father brought him to me many years ago and said to me how do you know how to read so much and my son here your friend cannot read I said sir he will read in the next three months the man said give me your bill I will pay I said okay thank you sir I don't want money but just tell your son to follow me I pulled him to church and I gave him a Bible in less than one month the one who couldn't read all his life began to read the Bible the Holy Ghost is a teacher it will give you it will give you a reset in your mind the Bible says it will give you a well-balanced mind some of you don't know how to make choices. some of you don't know how to judge some of you don't know how to do things you do things and you blame yourself you do things and it is condemned your brain needs an activation by the Holy Ghost tonight I want you to open up yourself to the Spirit of God Something is about to happen in your heart today. Come. 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 